And that's Gordy Howe, the introduction of Gordy Howe on their uh, the 1980 All-Star Game. This is Shut Your uh, Blowhole Podcast 18. Uh, we usually put a number to a name, uh, but in this case, we're going to say 1 and 8 equals 9. And this is the Gordy Howe Podcast. I'm here with Jerry Irwin, We're the Whaler Guys. And we found it uh, very important to spend a few minutes talking about Gordy Howe and how impactful he was to Hartford hockey, uh, let alone to the entire world. Uh, Jerry, what, what do you think about uh, the passing of Mr. Hockey? Well, you know, Gordy Howe is, when Gordy Howe is said, it's, it, it's, he's the ambassador to hockey. It's not just nationwide, it's worldwide. He's Mr. Hockey worldwide. You know, he attracted so many people to the National Hockey League. Uh, if you can't even count how many he probably had an impact with, uh, not impact like mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. but uh, impact in them thinking, hey, I want to play hockey. I want to be a hockey player. And maybe it was them growing up as a youngster, uh, playing hockey as a kid, watching Gordie Howe. Uh, he played at eight years old when he first played hockey. Uh, he, he went on to play 26 seasons in the NHL. That is absolutely unheard of. Yeah. Six decades playing hockey. Yeah. And a gentleman off the ice. We've heard from many people. Howard Baldwin was kind enough to send us a neat story that we'll get to later on in a podcast. But over and over you heard how rough he was on the ice, how he stuck up for his sons on the ice. Then you heard about Colleen and how what what role she played in the hockey family, mm-hmm. and she ended up being their um, uh, their agent, uh, a first of a kind, as a woman back in the seventies being an agent, uh, usually there in the background, letting their husbands be out front. Uh, and when you heard him speak about his wife, you could tell that he still loved her so much, and that's what. That's what you hear all these stories about him smashing people. Oh, heaven, if you hear a rumble of thunder, that's Gordy entering um, <clears throat> heaven today. But really, I thought of it as his wife waiting for him because they had such a great partnership and they loved each other. Yeah, Colleen Howe was the first female uh, sports agent. And, uh, you know, how that came to be was, uh, you know, Gordy was in Detroit and he was on the ice and he was, you know, winning championships and knocking guys over and this and that. And uh, another player from another team said, hey, uh, you know, I want to tell you, I think you're being taken advantage of. And he told Gordy what he was making, and he knew what Gordy was making. And Gordy realized, hey, you know, these guys aren't even paying me anything what the other guys are. And that really wasn't Gordy's style. He wasn't a, a numbers and a math and a, and a negotiating type of person. And Colleen was. And she didn't have any problem being that tough person, you know, to get the right contract. To, to you know, she turned Gordy Howe into more of a brand. Uh, you know, when he was marketing bicycles and selling motor oil and uh, doing all this other kind of stuff. And she's the one that got him to play with his sons. The first uh, ever time in professional sports that a father uh, played with both his sons on the same team. And, uh, you know, we even saw the final goal, which was uh, Gordy scored as a Hartford Whaler in the playoffs, was in Montreal with an assist from Mark Howe. And it's uh, it's one of those wicked backhanders. I mean, he had backhanders that were just sick. And, and as you know, we talked about before, for the podcast, he could shoot from both sides of the stick. I mean, he could shoot from the left and right. So 
you know, so, was it a backhand or a forehand? Yeah, this I, well, this one was a backhander, the last one. But it was such a, you know, he had such an effortless backhander that it surprised goalies. And, uh, you know, and the way, the other thing that I noticed a lot was he could uh, position himself when he was about to get checked. He could position himself to get in a position to knock the other guy over. So another guy would come to check him, and it was like they were bouncing off a jersey barrier. I mean, it was just, he just knew how to play hockey. And I think he's the greatest hockey player of all time. I think, you know, Gretzky's the best forward, and I think Bobby Orr's the best defenseman. But Scotty Bowman even said, uh, you know, if you check out these videos on YouTube, that Gordy could play all positions. Uh, and, you know, he had those... The most incredible stat is the 22 NHL seasons with 20 goals or more in a row. And I mean, really, that'll never get broken. That's what it says in a lot of these 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 informational packets that were handed out that Gordy Howe was the best, the most complete player to ever play the game, and one of the greatest. And you know, uh, he like we said, he played 26 seasons, or <clears throat> and six for the uh, World Hockey Association. Uh, that's what makes him special in Hartford. He didn't play for one hockey team in Hartford. He played in two, in two different leagues. He yeah. played for our Whalers. Fortunately, they were called the Whalers both times. Yeah. So we got, you know, best of both worlds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Twenty-three time All Star. He held many of the sports scoring records. And you know, when you look at you know all these big name players, still to this day, call him the greatest. Bobby Orr, Bobby Hall, uh, Wayne Gretzky. Uh, he was the greatest hockey player, and and to listen to them speak and hold them in such high regard, what an honor it really is. You know, he he retired in '71, and in '72 he was inducted to the Hall of Fame, and a lot of it had to do with a chronic wrist injury he had. And then he came back two years later to join his sons Mark and Marty when they played for the Houston Arrows and then for the New England Whalers of the World Hockey Association. Yeah, I mean it was it was great to have the house, and you know Howard Baldwin has said over and over that if he didn't have the house, he's not sure that he could have gotten the Hartford Whalers into the NHL. So, you know, it's, it's, it shows you how important, uh, how impactful Gordy was to Hartford hockey. I mean, he was only there a short time. I think he played 214 games as a Whaler, uh, you know, and it was, it, it was that those moments that put Hartford on the map. And even uh, President Obama had mentioned the passing of Gordie Howe. And, you know, he, he said to the fans in Hockey Town, the fans in Houston, and the fans in Hartford. So, you know, that's how big Gordie Howe was. He can get the president to talk about Hartford. <laughs> and, you know, Hartford doesn't get a lot of mentions. So, uh, you know, he was just an incredible player. Uh, you know, and at the age of 51, to play 80 games in the NHL in 1980, uh, not miss a game, score 15 goals, 41 points, get a point every other game in the NHL at 51. That'll never, ever happen again. There's no other guy who will be able to do that. He was that impressive of a, of a physical specimen I mean, on the he, ice. He won, he won Stanley Cups in 49 and 50, 51-52 season, 53-54 season, 54-55 season for the Detroit Red Wings. When you look at his stats, though, for the New England Whalers in 77-78, he had 76 games, 34 goals, 62 assists for 96 points. Unbelievable. 85 penalty minutes. This is in 77-78. Yeah. This is five years after he retired and yeah. inducted into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> then in 78-79, he played in 58 games, had 19 goals, 24 assists, and 43 points with 51 penalty minutes. And his last year, 79-80, and 80, like you said, he played all 80 games, 
15 goals, 26 assists, 41 points in 42 penalty minutes. Yeah. Unbelievable for yeah, a guy yeah. entering into what most people in, 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 in professional sports would be well past retirement. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right now, Joe Quinville and Kevin Deneen are in their early 50s. Uh, and you know they're they're not they're not playing hockey right now, uh, you know they're coaching it. But uh, you know Gordy took two years off and had a front office with Detroit. Uh, and Jeff Jacobs made a comment in his uh, latest column that uh, you know Gordy said they were giving me the mushroom treatment, which is uh, keep me in the dark and feed me manure. That's right. uh, so you know he got bored with that. And uh, you know when Colleen had mentioned getting him to play in Houston with his two sons, you know Gordy jumped at that chance. And obviously. He was far from done. Uh, you know, it's it was it's that impressive uh, of a hockey player, and it's it's you know we're we're sad that uh, he's gone, but at the same time, you know, it's it's a part of Hartford hockey. We'll never forget that. And um, like you said earlier, before we went on the air, you know, the pictures that have come out. There was a picture you mentioned earlier about Gordy Howe walking through the Hartford Civic Center with a bunch of kids following him, yeah. and it was such a diverse bunch of kids. I don't yeah. know if they brought him in from a school or what, yeah. but they were following Gordy Howe around, and Gordy Howe loved children. Yeah, he had them all around him you know he was only a kid really he was a high school age kid when he scored his first goal in the nhl in 1946 he was 18 years old when he scored his first goal and uh as a rookie he wore number 17 that was the only different number he ever uh, wore I didn't know that. Wow. um other than nine because the guy who wore nine roy concher moved on to the chicago blackhawks after the 46 47 season and and how was offered uh, Concher's number nine, and he never gave it up. Yeah, and he wore it for the rest of his career. Uh, we talk about what happened to Gordy Howe during his year, and Jack Adams um, told him he was the coach of the Detroit Red Wings. Told him, "I know you can fight. Now show me how you can play some hockey." And that term came in for the Gordy Howe hat trick, which was a goal and assist and a fight. Yeah, it was coined because he loved to fight. Yeah, and you realize that Gordy Howe only. Hit that mark twice. He only got two Gordie Howe hat tricks in his whole 60, yeah, six see, decades of playing that, hockey. That is unbelievable, really. It really is. Uh, yeah, we heard so many great stories. And, and one thing about that number nine was Nicholas Lidstrom, who is uh, from Sweden, had always wore the number nine, the great defenseman for the Detroit Red Wings, uh, you know, won championships with Scotty Bowman as coach. Uh, Lidstrom had come and was, uh, you know, playing for the Red Wings, and they asked him, what number you want? And he didn't know that Gordie Howe wore number nine. He said, well, is number nine available? And the equipment coach said, come with me. And he pulled him out uh, into Joe Louis Arena, and he pointed up to the rafters, and he goes, that's where number nine is now. And uh, so Nicholas Lindstrom said, you know, I realized I couldn't take that number. And years later, he ended up talking to Gordie Howe and said, you know, I, when I got here, I, I asked for number nine, and they told me it was yours, and I had no idea. And Gordie said, oh, you should have asked me. I would have given it to you. <laughs> so he's just a really great guy. And we, we did reach out to Howard Baldwin Sr., and we asked Howard Baldwin Sr., is there any special memories or, uh, you know, something to say about Gordy, uh, you know, favorite story, and he, he, he did give us a, a beauty. Uh, you know, he says, this is Howard Baldwin speaking, and he sent us a, a nice uh, note. He says, I knew the Howes were my kind of folks early on. After one negotiation such session, which were always above board and friendly, I had to get Colleen and Gordy to the airport. I drove, and Gordy was in the right front seat. In the back was Colleen and Howard Jr., Howard Jr. would have been about six or seven years old. I had just bought him a new pair of boots, which he was so proud of, and we both referred to as, quotes, his shit kickers. Colleen commented to Howard Baldwin Jr. on what a beautiful pair of boots he had on. When she said it, I knew it was coming out of his mouth. 
Howard Baldwin Jr. said, Yes, these are my new shit kickers. <laughs> Colleen and Gordy laughed all the way to the airport, and we always, always laughed over that story. I knew then and there there was nothing phony about Gordy and Colleen. I loved them both dearly. They were the most natural and good people we could ever be blessed to be around. Huge loss. End quote. And, uh, you know, that's a great story from Howard Baldwin. And that's exactly how you expected it to be. It's almost like you're in that car with them. And uh, if you know Howard Baldwin Jr. and Howard Baldwin Sr., they liked the, the house because the house were good people. Uh, and, 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 you know, we heard stories on YouTube about um, Phil Esposito getting in the face off with Gordy Howe for the first time and getting a punch to the nose. And, uh, you know, he said his eyes were just watering. And he's like... This guy was my idol. He just punched me in the nose. Uh, you know, so many great stories, and, and the sons have them too. The house, uh, you know, uh, Marty had a great story. I think it was in Houston where he was checked and knocked down uh, on the boards, and the guy fell on top of him from the opposing team. And Gordy came over and said, "You know, let him up." You know, and the guy said, "Why? I'm not hurting him." And Gordy shoved his glove under his arm and took his hand out of it and put his two fingers up the guy's nostril and pulled him up by his nose. And that guy got up awful quick. Uh, you know, the, the, the young house son said, you know, every time some guy started with us, our father went right after the guy. So it was such a great stories to hear. You know, Gordy, uh, you know, had such, uh, you know, there's... There was a time when I first got my first media pass to the XL Center from Whaler Sports and Entertainment, and it was on March 26, 2011, and it was Howe Family Night, and the uh, Baldwins had brought Mark, Marty, and, uh, and Gordy to the game, and they were on the ice, and they lifted a banner that said the Howe Family. Unfortunately, Colleen had passed in 2009, uh, but she was on the banner, and it says, uh, you know, Hartford's first family, and that, that's what they were, and that was a fitting final curtain call for for Hartford because uh, Gordy Howe was never on the Hartford ice again after that after that day but uh, I just had to get a media pass to that game and I sat back and I watched I didn't even uh, you know talk to, to Gordy I sat back and I watched all of this this Hartford market just surround Gordy and everybody wanted a selfie with an elbow to the face or a chin or a, a, a fist to the chin uh, you know that's what everybody was doing and they all gathered around him or 10,000 people showed up uh, to see this, uh, you know, event, and it, it was the last time we saw him, uh, you know, on the ice in Hartford. Yeah, you know, you talk about <clears throat> marketing and the community, and Glastonbury was the home of Gordy's Place, uh, a restaurant that they opened, and you have to wonder now that we talk about how how influential Colleen was in marketing uh, the Howe family and, and, and Mr. and Mrs. Hockey, yeah. uh, if she didn't say, hey, Gordy, let's put something out there for the community so we can meet with all the fans and have a good time with them, that might have been her brainstorm as well. We don't know that. I mean, yeah. you know, uh, As we talked earlier, it would be great to sit down with Gordy Howe and, and talk about hockey and life and, and where he was you know, uh, before, unfortunately, he got sick and, yeah. and really limited in his mobility. Uh, but to uh, sit there and, and talk to Mr. Hockey uh, yeah. would be a privilege. And I, I spoke to him several times. I have an autograph at home uh, that he, he wrote to me. He said, hey, Jerry, uh, best regards, Gordy Howe. And everyone's like, oh, how authentic is it? Well, if you roll the piece of paper over, my mom's shopping list is on the other side. <laughs> so you can't get much more authentic than that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, a couple of years ago, uh, a friend of mine had an eBay account, and uh, uh, she uh, she ordered for me a uh, Sports Illustrated uh, with Gordie Howe on a cover in a Whalers jersey. Uh, and it was his last game as a Hartford Whaler. Uh, it was They were playing away at the time. I don't know who they were playing because the 
the the whole front cover of Sports Illustrated was uh, Gordy Howe in his his Whalers jersey in his yeah. last last uh, game as a Hartford Whaler. Uh, so you know, you look back over the years, and like we said, people can uh, discount Hartford all they want, uh, but we had Mr. Hockey, and we had the New England Whalers and the Hartford Whalers, and in that time, we had the eighty six eighty seven. National Hockey League All-Star Game, which not only attra- attracted at the time Gordy Howe, uh, you know, coming back and being an, an ambassador to Hartford for the NHL coming to town. Yeah. But we had so many greats. You know, you know Kevin Deneen played in that game, um, and uh, and Hartford got to see the best of the best of the NHL. And if the NHL thought Hartford was was uh, justified enough of having the NHL All-Star Game back then. You know, we're justified now in getting the NHL back here now. Uh, we have a great hockey market. We've talked about it with UConn and and everything going on in, in, the, in the hockey uh, environment with the Wolfpack and, and, the, and the UConn Huskies really boosting the attendance. And hopefully uh, we can be on the map for quite a while to get a relocation team. But Gordie Howe, like we said earlier, was really what brought the NHL to Hartford. Yeah, I mean, it really put them on the map. I mean, you know, uh, Jeff Jacobs had it in his column, and he said it really well. Uh, you know, you know who Mr. Hockey is. There's no Mr. Baseball. There's no Mr. Football. There's no Mr. Basketball. Uh, you know, larger than life, this guy. And, you know, off the ice, uh, you know, I don't think there was anybody that, that he couldn't talk to. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I've heard Mark say in, in interviews and everything that, uh, you know, he was he was such a nice guy that he got along with everyone, even people Mark uh, couldn't stand. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Gordy would get along with. He was just uh, that that nice. And then on the ice, you know, uh, you know, he was a, a different story to deal with. You know, guys were guys were afraid of him. There's a great ESPN commercial uh, on YouTube if you go see it. It is hysterical. So it's Keith Oldman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's uh, it's it's Gordy, and he's. He's in full uniform in his Detroit Red Wings uniform. Everything, I, uh, skates, gloves, everything stick. And he's talking to uh, you know Keith Overman. He's saying, you know, hey, you know, I used to do this to Brett Hull. He goes, you go into the corner here, and then you take your other hand and you punch him in the face. And then he go, oh, you know, when the puck's down here, I take him and, and snap a shot in his nuts. Uh, you know, it's just it's hysterical. And at the end, he's got him going, say, mommy, and he's cross checking him. And uh, it's funny that you know. It, he, you know, most guys that are mean or tough or are beat or bullies, you know, you kind of think, you know, like bad. But in this particular case, everybody loves that Gordy Howe was tough on the ice and a complete teddy bear off the ice. Yeah, he was more of a wise ass, and it was great because, yeah. you know, he had that great personality. Uh, and, you know, you talked about it earlier when you said he punched uh, uh, Esposito in the, the nose. nose. And, it, and they were both in a box for five minutes yeah. for fighting, and Esposito's, you know, saying, hey, you're my idol. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah. And Gordy Howe's like, what'd you say? Yeah. He's like, uh, nothing. I'm sorry, Mister Mister Hockey. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. And Bobby uh, Bobby Clark had a story when they went into the boards once in a game, and Gordy went down, and he glared up at Bobby Clark like, you know, you know, you got me. And uh, Bobby Clark said immediately he wanted to say, uh, "Sorry, Mister Howe." Uh, and sure enough, he said later on in the game, he got me good. You know, so uh, you know, there's there's so many players uh, that just idolized him. Uh, you know, he, like I said, he. He really was Mr. Hockey. I mean, there's just no other name that fits uh, as well as it does. And, uh, you know, it's it, like I said, we, we talk about how it's a, 
it's been a sad day, and uh, he, he's in repose today at Joe Louis Arena from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. They chose the nines, uh, and there was a nice, uh, you know, the banners lowered, uh, the number nine banners lowered, and the four championships. And then they have long tables set up with a lot of memorabilia and pieces uh, from Gordy Howe's history. And uh, you can see the Houston Arrow jerseys, and I think, are there. And also there's some Whaler memorabilia in Detroit today. So, um, you know, that, this is what we talk about, putting us on the map, having a, a story to tell, being a part of a story, uh, Hartford Hockey is uh it's it's really important and a day like this uh you know we, we want to remember uh, and thank him and his family for for all they've done for hartford hockey it is and you know even john garrett uh former whaler goalie great and uh vancouver canucks goalie uh spoke about how gordy hall gordy howe scored his uh i think it was a hundredth goal on john garrett and he goes, what a horrible picture. It's me looking behind me and Gordy Howe standing right in front of me yeah. scoring that goal. But, you know, even John Garrett and, and some of the goalies that went head-to-head with, you know, Gordy Howe have the utmost respect for the guy because he was that good. Yeah, he, I mean, he got hurt really bad in 1950 where he had a, uh, you know, a contusion to the head kind of, and he was, uh, you know, some swelling on the brain. They actually had to uh, relieve some of the pressure. Uh, so he, you know, he missed some time there and that was a serious, serious injury. Uh, but he got through that. And then there was another story that, uh, Mark Howe uh, told that it ended up on social media where, uh, they were home and Mark was a young boy and they heard Gordy, uh, call to them from, uh, upstairs and he was in pain and he fell down the stairs and they rushed him to the hospital. Turns out he had several kidney stones, uh, that were, you know, just causing him absolute pain. Uh, and they had to do surgery the next morning. So during the night, Gordy passed the several stones, and they didn't need to do the surgery. And uh, the interviewee that was talking to uh, Mark Howe said, uh, you know, did he play that night? And Mark says, no, he didn't play that night. He played that afternoon. I mean, the guy was just as tough as nails, and uh, you, can't, you can't have anything but respect for that. Yeah, you know, I didn't have a chance to, that I remember seeing Gordie Howe on the ice, but you'd always see him at all of the NHL events. I, I had a chance to see Mark Howe play, and unfortunately when Mark got hurt in Hartford, when he got hurt at uh, sliding into the net, yeah. <clears throat> a very serious injury, and that's when they changed the makeup of the net yeah. and to make it a lot safer for the players. You know, Mark, uh, and at that time, I believe Marty retired at the time. Yeah. But Mark was still going on after that to play with the Flyers uh, and then retiring soon soon thereafter. Yeah. But yeah. what a heck of a hockey family. Uh, again, very privileged to have them here in Hartford uh, with two two Whaler teams. Uh, and, you know, one of the one of the lines in, in some of the, the literature I've been reading is, you know, he was on the last line he was with uh, was with Bobby Hull. And Davy Keon. Wow. Uh, so that must have been one heck of a line uh, for a very uh, young slash old Hartford Whalers team at seventy nine yeah. and eighty. I know that's what I you think do. about it. Larry yeah. Plo, uh, a younger guy, but but then you had Bobby Hull yeah. towards the end of his career, and uh, and um, what's his name, Davy Keon. Yeah. Because uh, you know he was at, almost at the end as well. Yeah, I know. But boy, what a, what a lineup! And in, uh, you know those are the types of things that Hartford needed uh, to to stay. Uh, combative in the NHL, uh, you know, keep them relevant. And, uh, you know, it was well, just we were a, just starting out, yeah. so we really had to make the name for ourselves. Yeah. And as 
as Whaler fans, as much as we hate to admit it, and we were the Forever 500s, but yeah. that didn't bother our fan base because they supported the club every night because we stuck around for quite a few years here yeah. in Hartford. Yeah. You know? Uh, and we saw Gordie Howe a lot, actually. You know, he would do a lot of uh, appearances at the XL Center, and, you know, he actually was at a couple of Wolfpack games uh, in the last couple of years, but, uh, you know, he, he, he had uh, started to get a little bit more uh, on, on dementia and, uh, you know, wasn't really uh, totally clear. Uh, um, so, you know, it, it just, uh, you know, everybody gets old. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, at 88 years of uh, age, Gordie Howe has has left us. So, uh, but we wanted to take a few minutes. And if you have stories uh, that you met Gordie, things he said to you, you know, post them on our Facebook page. Post them on our uh, Twitter. Uh, send your pictures to our Instagram. And we'll retweet, the, we retweet those and get those out because uh, we want to... Uh, you know, we want to remember Mr. Hockey and, uh, you know, gather as many memories as we can. And again, uh, you know, Peter's email is phindle19 at gmail.com. And mine is jewhaler13 at gmail.com. Uh, so please, anything you want to send to us, we'll put out there on social media. Uh, you know, during the podcast, we get a little dicey, but during, you know, social media, we have to keep, keep it kind of clean. So keep your stories clean so we can just paste them over there and, uh, give you guys the credit you guys deserve for keeping us, uh, going, uh, you know, we're going strong with over 800 likes on Facebook and it's all because of you guys getting the word out that we're out there. Instagram is doing very well over a hundred followers and Twitter is well over 300. So we're doing very well. And we're going to let you go because we're getting it to the end of this show. We will be doing a TV show on Thursday. So uh, Pete will be flying solo that night. I'll yeah. be out on an assignment uh, hitting the bricks and finding some more whaler stuff to bring forward. Yeah. So until next time, Mr. Hockey, rest in peace. Colleen's waiting for you. And join her up there in the big pearly gates with the red light going off. <laughs> Have a great night. We're One Nation Under Green. We're the Whaler Guys, and you guys are the brigade.